0: I got, I got, I got, I got loyalty, got loyalty inside my DNA. Well, that was about two and a half hours of bad basketball, but sometimes it doesn't really matter about the quality of the basketball. It just matters that your team comes out with a victory, and that's exactly what your Sacramento Kings did tonight, beating up something that was supposed to be the Golden State Warriors, 111 to 98 Sacramento Kings move to 14 and 23. After this victory at the golden one center, the golden state warriors moved to nine and 29. We welcome you in here to the Sacramento Kings podcast presented by hoop and the hoop podcast network. I'm your host, Damian Barling. And I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your Sacramento Kings coverage. Uh, appreciate you subscribing, downloading, listening. If you haven't subscribed yet, please become a subscriber. Uh, If you haven't left us a rating or review yet, please do that. Particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts, you got an extra split second because that's all it takes, literally, a split second to drop us a five-star review. We'd greatly appreciate that if you got an extra 60 to 90 seconds and you want to leave us uh, a nice little review there. We'd appreciate that as well. I don't really know what to say about this game tonight. Uh, It was bad basketball. Normally, we don't do a podcast on the first night of the back-to-back, but I told you I would do one tonight. I don't know what the hell I was thinking I don't know why I thought, you know, it would be an interesting time to break our little rule about doing it because the, 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 this, the show is going to be old by tomorrow, and some of you are probably listening on, on Tuesday, so the show is going to be old by tonight. And if you're listening on Wednesday, then you're just listening to an old show. Kings got to take on the Phoenix Suns coming up on Tuesday. Again, first night of a back-to-back. Um, there's a couple of things outside of the game to discuss. All that really matters, Kings won and won by a lot. Uh, they didn't particularly play well. I I don't know how many times Luke Walton is going to reference watching the film here uh, when we hear from him in in just a minute. Um, the Warriors missed 14 threes in the first half. They were zero of thirteen. As a matter of fact, they didn't hit their first three pointer until sometime in the third quarter. I think it was after seventeen attempts they hit their first quarter. Uh, their first three. Excuse me. None of that really matters. I mean, if you want high scorers, I'll give you high scores. Uh, who do we got here? Uh we've got uh Trevor Ariza had 18 points. He was seven of nine shooting. Okay. Buddy Healed had 21 points on 17 shots. Okay. Darren Fox, 21 and 7, 7 assists. Money B. eight points, 10 rebounds. Lone double digit rebounder. Yeah, okay. Harrison Barnes, 18. I mean, you know, I don't I don't know. Do whatever you want with this. Uh, No, Bogdan Bogdanovich was the source of trade rumors earlier in the day. We'll get to that here in just a minute. We will get to Luke Walton sound again. There's nothing I could tell you about this game. I didn't really uh, do. I was just going to throw in the town and be like, there is no point in doing a podcast during this game. This is brutal. But I realize there are some other things to talk about um, other than the actual outcome of the game. uh, Other than Willie Cauley-Stein's return to the Golden 1 Center. Uh, We've got yet another injury. What's the worst case scenario here for the Sacramento Kings? Is lost Marvin Bagley the third a couple of times this year. As a matter of fact, they're still without Marvin Bagley the third. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been in and out of the lineup virtually all season. De'Aaron Fox has missed games multiple times this year, multiple times this year. And now uh, the hands-down most valuable player of the Sacramento Kings, Rashawn Holmes, left the game in the third quarter with an apparent shoulder injury. Now, the game was well in hand when Rashawn Holmes left. He was ruled out almost immediately, and he left uh, kind of, I don't know, he was moving his shoulder around. It looked like it got jammed up a little bit. Look, like, It just looked awkward. The whole play kind of looked awkward. It wasn't wasn't anything gross about it. Wasn't anything weird about it. It just looked like, oh, that, that just, oh, they just kind of, Bumped into each other, and you see, he immediately grabbed his shoulder and kind of started moving it. Almost, you know, when guys do that, I feel like it's a because we all do it. Like we've 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 done it many times. We've done it with, you know, we've you know we've done it with our hands or our wrists, or we've you know taken a wrong step playing a pickup game, or going for a run, and we've kind of you know shaking out our leg or shaking out our foot or our ankle or our hands or our wrist or our elbows or whatever, and we're just kind of moving around trying to figure out. I think that's the universal sign for what, what exactly is wrong with this right now. And I think Rashawn Holmes gave us the old universal sign of him trying to figure out what the hell just happened to my shoulder. What is, what is wrong right now? And he started moving it around. And the thing that bothers me is he turned around and walked straight to the sideline. Like he turned around and walked straight to the bench, eventually walked straight from the bench uh, into the locker room. And that's the part that concerns me. Like there was no he he was he knew right away he needed to get out of here. Uh, he needed to get out of the game. So I don't imagine we're going to get anything from Luke Walton tonight when we hear from him. in just a heartbeat, but uh, it is something to watch. The latest injury in an injury-filled season for the Sacramento Kings, uh, where Sean Holmes uh, appears to have injured, uh, if nothing else, he aggravated his shoulder in the Sacramento Kings 111 to 98 victory tonight against the Golden State Warriors. The other little nugget uh, that we've got headed into today's game were uh, trade rumors surrounding Bogdan Bogdanovich. Apparently, uh, there were reports that the the Kings have been in conversations with the Los Angeles Lakers about a, a Kyle Kuzma deal somehow on the other end of that deal wound up Bogdan Bogdanovich. Now, there are a lot of reasons that this deal makes sense. One of them is Bogdan Bogdanovich Bogdan is Bogdanovich is a restricted free agent this offseason. And I've said on a number of occasions that the Sacramento Kings would need to know headed into February. They would need to know over the course of the next couple of weeks exactly what dollar figure they're willing to match and whether they believe Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to uh, surpass that dollar figure. There is the one reason it makes sense. Virtually every other reason on the planet this deal does not make sense. Kyle Kuzma is a guy that the Los Angeles Lakers have not figured out what to do with, and I believe he is a player that just hasn't quite figured out the NBA yet. Uh, he's a guy who lives in Los Angeles. He plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. He has a Los Angeles state of mind uh without a Los Angeles style of game. Um pass hard pass for me. Even even if for nothing else because I've I've said if the Sacramento Kings uh, you know if 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 they're not comfortable with their ability to match what they believe Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to get in the offseason, they're going to have to trade him in the next couple of weeks. We've talked about that on on numerous past podcasts, even dating back to the uh, preseason, even dating back to the offseason. Dating back to when Bogdanovich first said, no, I'm not really going to sign this contract. It was like, yeah, well, the Kings are going to have a decision come February. Guess what? It's almost February, and the Kings are going to have a decision to make. That decision in no way, shape, or form should involve Kyle Kuzma or the Los Angeles Lakers. And... You know, from what that sounds like to me, and I, I could be wrong. I have no idea. But one of my favorite games has always been, oh, let's let's guess the source. Like, who benefits the most from leaking this information to someone in the media? Who benefits out of saying, oh, the Sacramento Kings have been in talk with the Los Angeles Lakers about a deal that involves Kyle Kuzma and Bogdan Bogdanovich? Yeah, the Lakers. And I know it's not like the Lakers are prone to leaks. That was a heavy dose of sarcasm here on the podcast for you. But I'm quite confident that those reports that were ultimately ref- reported by Sam Amick, also refuted by Sam Amick, I think originally reported by Mark Stein, and it was Sam Amick that followed up on it, was, yeah, I'm pretty confident this came out of the Los Angeles Lakers camp. Hey, let's go ahead and float this Kyle Kozma, Bogdan Bogdanovich thing out there. Let's go ahead and see if we can put a little pressure on old Vlade. Maybe he'll tip the ball back to us, knock a three pointer down here. Yeah, no man, that ain't happening. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Vlade Diva is a general manager, but I, I'll tell you one thing about Vlade: is I believe that he's listening to the people around him, and I can see a guy like Ken Cantonella just going hard pass. Like we're not doing that. Uh, but this was a rumor that circulated. Uh, across various websites uh, all throughout the day after Mark Stein's initial reports. But again, it does not look like the Sacramento Kings are in the Kyle Kuzma business, Uh, nor does it look like Bogdan Bogdanovich is uh, anywhere near being a Los Angeles Laker. However, I will say this. um, The San Antonio Spurs are now sitting in the eighth spot of the Western Conference playoff picture. Are they particularly good? Nope. Is everybody else significantly worse? Yep. That's all it takes for you to get into the playoffs. It doesn't matter if the, the eight seed makes the playoffs with 32 wins. That's perfectly allowed. We know how much Greg Popovich has kind of winked and openly flirted with Bogdan Bogdanovich following King Spurs games over the last couple of years. And if the Spurs think they can do something to put themselves over the top and separate themselves from a Portland Trailblazer team that hasn't gotten going from a Memphis Grizzlies team that you just kind of look at and seem to be confused by against the Phoenix Suns team that has probably already peaked and against the San and uh, Sacramento Kings team that can't seem to figure out what their identity is Maybe they would. Though I can't quite envision a scenario where Bogdan Bogdanovich is traded to a team that might ultimately keep them out of the playoffs. Let's go to Luke Walton.
1: The message is the same, you know, the, the, uh... Turnovers and free those attempts we got a, we did a nice job of struggling with that early in the year and kind of correcting that problem And now I feel like the last few games we're starting to foul a lot again, and we're starting to turn the ball over be careless with it so we got um We got to correct that soon um, Thought the guys did a really nice job coming out in the in the third quarter and um, Taking the game to another level which is you know what we want to see? And thought we got, you know, solid effort um, from most guys that were out there uh, throughout the game.
0: Katie Hunter, Kings TV. Um, It seemed like kind of an endless game, like it lasted a long time, but yet even despite being up, um, you left the starters in for kind of a longer stretch. Is that just kind of due to recent inconsistencies and you just weren't comfortable enough with the lead?
1: We're, we're, are you telling in the,
0: like in the... Like in the fourth quarter, in late third?
1: No, I mean, we took the Aaron out early, or into the third, so we just, you know, we more wanted to... 12 minutes a long time, especially when you've been losing, you know, a lot of games. Like, the momentum shifts in this league quickly, so... Um, you know, the original plan was, you know, let's start the quarter with our normal guys. Hopefully we get them out pretty early. Um, but then we kind of stopped playing defense there, and we just started fouling all the time. So they were still, in my opinion, within striking distance. And, um, you know, we have a a couple of the guys that haven't got a lot of minutes. So uh, we were kind of, you know, as long as I didn't feel like anyone played too much, which I don't, uh, Buddy played the most at 35, which Buddy never gets tired. Uh, Everyone else was was good, uh, low 30s. you know, we we're going to make sure that we, we we won that game tonight.
0: Um, a three-point shooting, obviously, is something you guys were hoping would be a strength this season. 15 tonight, which is yeah. a great number. But it seemed like a lot of them were really coming out of really good offensive action. Can you speak a little bit to kind of how you got them?
1: Yeah, we've been talking a lot about um, really let's continue... Uh, to emphasize getting downhill, breaking the paint, um, you know, whether it's a post up or you know, through some sort of uh, dribble penetration and then kickouts, um, and I thought we did a nice job tonight of of attacking passes, getting downhill, when the defense collapsed, uh, making the extra pass, and you know, those, those are the rhythm threes that we're looking for, um, yeah, and it was nice to see the ball, you know, go through the net, um, you know. Golden State. You know, I thought they played hard, and and they they couldn't make a shot tonight. I mean, they had good. They had open looks that didn't go in. So it you know it makes a it makes a difference uh, energy wise when you you're seeing you know you're making those extra passes and they they end up uh, you know being rewarded with three points at the end. Luke, Sean
0: Cunningham, ABC10. Kind of a two-part question. I noticed the exchange you had with uh, with Steve before he obviously got tossed. Uh, it, one part, part, first part of the question: How amused were you with the ejection there? And because he's such a close friend of yours, and then secondarily, just how much of an
1: influence and resource is he still to this day for uh, for you to lean on? Yes, yeah, uh, Steve and I talk a lot still. Um, he is a, he's a good friend. Uh, I didn't find it funny when he got kicked out. I know what that feels like. You know what I mean? It, it, you get, you're get frustrated. It's angry. Uh, so, um, you know, it's part of the game. Um, it, team wasn't scoring. He's probably trying to get them motivated a little bit too. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Luke, James Ham, NBC Sports. Um, how is Rashawn Holmes doing, if you have any update there? And if he can't go tomorrow or, or or for an extended period of time, does that mean that Dwayne Dedman gets another shot to jump back in? Yeah, we'll... Uh, He's going to come with us to Phoenix, and you know we'll see. Uh, hopefully, he uh, he can play. If not, then we got to um, sit down as a staff and kind of see where we're at and uh, and what direction we want to go in. And...
0: That's interesting. Uh, a definitive statement that he's going to travel. He being Rashawn Holmes is going to travel uh, to Phoenix. I, I, I guess that's maybe a sign that they're not too concerned about what, what, what happened. Um, you know, it's not obviously not a, it's a difficult, you know, it's difficult when guys get injured in games, you know, Luke Walton's going to be asked about it. And that was absolutely 100% the right question by James Han. but I'm sure James Hamm probably knew he wasn't going to get a definitive answer on it. Given that you know, uh, Luke Walton had only been in the locker room there for a few minutes and probably hadn't been fed uh, a lot of information. Uh, one note to Sean Cunningham's question. It's not something that I mentioned uh, prior to going to Luke Walton's press conference, though it's something that I should have mentioned because it really was the highlight of the game. Uh, Steve Curry getting tossed with uh, a minute or so left in, uh, I can't remember if it was the first quarter or the, uh, or excuse me, I can't remember if it was the uh, uh, the second quarter or the third quarter, but he did that on purpose. Don't Don't get it twisted. I'm pretty sure it was the second quarter. He did that on purpose. He saw the way that this game was going, and Steve Kerr said "The hell with this. I don't want no part of this, man. I'm out. I'm going to go watch this crap in the locker room. I'm going to get a beer. I'm going to give me some of this gold one center food. Probably have some Forget the beer. I'm going to have someone bring me a cocktail. I'm going to watch this crap from the locker room. Let Mike Brown deal with this nonsense. I know coaches. I can tell you definitively, I know coaches who have been in blowouts, who have tried to get themselves thrown out of games because they didn't want to sit through this nonsense. And I think that's what uh Steve Kerr did uh tonight. I, I You know, I'm being only slightly sarcastic, but I'm sure he was not sad uh, watching that crap from the locker room because this was a good game, and he knew uh, this was uh, a horrible game, and this was a game that he knew he wasn't going to get anything out of. Um, the Warriors have so many act- inactives. They have so many guys. I mean, Draymond Green didn't even play tonight, man. Like, you had Glenn Robinson out there. I mean, I know Willie Cauley-Stein is on the team. Uh, like, come on, man. Like, like, who are we talking about here? Not a, not a, not a good look for the Golden State Warriors. Uh, not a good look uh, if you're an NBA fan to tune into this one uh, tonight. Um, I was saying, though, before as we were, you know, talking about destinations for Bogdan Bogdanovich, I was talking about the San Antonio Spurs. Team we're going to see later on this week, the Milwaukee Bucks. Spurs blew the Bucks up today. 126-104 to 104 in San Antonio. It was a night of kind of weird outcomes. If you haven't seen the end of the Utah-New Orleans game, I'm sure you will when you're watching the highlights later. A, a really bad missed call. The Pelicans, I think, were the beneficiaries of a of a missed call a couple of nights ago against the Sacramento Kings. Well, the, the, the referee giveth and the referee take it away. Uh, that's that that you'll see what I'm talking about when you see the outcome of the Jazz uh, Pelicans game as well. The Wizards, the Washington Wizards, beat the Boston Celtics tonight, 99 to 94. As a matter of fact, I. I just got a call about that game, so I should probably end this podcast and take that call. I'm sorry this is a shorter-than-normal episode. I, I just don't have much to say on this game. I really wanted to spend time talking about Rashawn Holmes, uh, what it may look like for him. You heard James Ham asking, does this look like an opportunity uh, for Dwayne Dedman to get back in? I guess this is a conversation we're going to have tomorrow night following the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. Uh, also wanted to spend a few minutes talking about Bogdan Bogdanovich and some of the rumors from earlier on today. As always, appreciate you uh, for being with us. If uh, if the game just didn't do much for you, I completely understand. I know one way to make it significantly more entertaining, and that is head over to mybookie.ag. Make your predictions a reality. MyBookie is one of the most trusted sites in the industry. If you're looking for a sports book to make some bets uh, for the divisional round of playoffs coming up this weekend, my Bookie is where you need to go. You want to get in on the National Championship action next weekend? My Bookie is the place to go. If you just want to get in on some regular uh Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night NBA action, My Bookie is where you need to go. Uh, they've got the fastest payouts, best promotions and a very helpful 24/7 customer service team. Speaking of promotions, use the promo code SAC, S A C to activate an offer that will uh, allow my, my Bookie to Match your deposit halfway all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, they'll give you $1,000 in free money to play with. That means if you deposit $1,000, they'll give you $500 of free money to play with. That means if you deposit $10, they'll give you $5 of free money to play with. That's how it works. Use the promo code SAC. S-A-C. Go have some fun a little bit over there at mybookie.ag. Bet, win, get paid. The Sacramento Kings... Win their 14th game of the season, beating some team that looked like the Golden State Warriors. We will be back with more of the Sacramento Kings podcast on the Hootball Podcast Network, immediately following the Sacramento Kings and the Phoenix Suns coming up on Tuesday, January 7th. We'll see you then.
1: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks.